Good day and welcome to Partake. Jesus speaking from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 18 to 21. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They would do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. As Christian disciples, those who proclaim that do we follow Jesus Christ as the Son of God, we have a new identity. What are we to do with it? The Bible is very clear that we are to stay faithful to Jesus Christ, particularly when it is at its most difficult. It means staying faithful to Jesus and his will, regardless of opposition and alternatives. By doing this, we are standing alone and being faithful to him. Satan, while he brings pressure to bear on those who call themselves Christians, in order to reduce their standards and their commitment to Jesus Christ. Christian disciples undergo challenges from those that either don't like or understand us. We, we are constantly tempted to do wrong things, or we are tempted not to do right things. Either way, we are tempted to sin against our God. So, we are to be separate from sin, but not separated from a sinful society. That is what Jesus meant when he said, we are to be in the world, but not of the world. The key to standing alone is to have a constant identification with Jesus Christ, not only in our words and our actions, but also in our lifestyle. It is to have a permanent reminder that we serve a faithful God and that Jesus Christ is to be our master. When we sin, either actively or passively, it is because we have some form of memory loss about who we are. If we call ourselves a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of God. And as we live the Christian life, as Christian disciples, we will face hindrances to identifying with Jesus. Here are three major areas or hindrances that as Christian disciples we all undergo. Firstly, there is an inborn fear of what others will think. Fear of being different and being laughed at. Secondly, there is the fear of losing friends. To have the right friends, however, a person must be willing to have enemies. Jesus made friends on the basis of who would accept him and his message. And we may well be excluded from the company of those who reject Jesus Christ. Luke 6 verse 26. Another one is the desire to be like those in the world. In Psalm 73, David envied the success of the godless. 
until he realized their destiny was disaster and that he had God and needed nothing else. Always taking what is best is no sacrifice. So, if those are three of the hindrances, what are some of the keys in battling these hindrances? As Christian disciples, we have to remember, God's way of life is superior. It is to be a life filled with abundance, according to Jesus in John 10, verse 10. And then we realize that acting as light and salt in the world, you are cooperating with God, and He is being glorified in all that you do, according to Peter in 1 Peter 4, verse 12 to 14. Remember, if you give people no reason to ask about the hope and faith that you have in Jesus Christ, they probably won't ask. Jesus said in his final words before his ascension, in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, that we are to expect persecution for being his disciples. If that's how we identify with our lifestyle, how then do we identify verbally with Jesus? Never apologize for what you know and believe to be a superior way of life. However, that does not mean we are to be smug, prideful and arrogant about it, because we are commanded to walk humbly and meekly. Then just be natural about it. As a college principal told me a long time ago, and I still remember the words, let your spiritual life be natural and your natural life be spiritual. One way to do this is to project the idea that you are not your own boss. Jesus is your Lord, and let him take both the strain and the glory. Remember that those who reject you also reject Jesus. So how do we make right decisions in questionable areas? So imagine you're in a situation, and you have to make a correct decision in an area that is questionable. What do you do? Well, why not ask yourself questions and tell yourself statements such as, Does it bring glory to God? Can I thank God for this activity? Could Jesus accompany me? Does it build Christian character? Will it cause another Christian to sin or to stumble? Will it control me habitually? If in doubt, throw it out. Ask other people for advice. It is important what other people think. Abstain from all appearances of evil. And lastly, rely on the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask for his help and his guidance. Finally, ask yourself these questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together. And for more to do and to think about, please do read for yourself John chapter 17, verse 15 to 19. Question 1. Have I given every area of my life to Jesus Christ in order to be faithful to him?
Question 2. Am I prepared to be holy and wholly obedient to God in all circumstances, whether facing mountains or hills? Question 3. Am I willing to sacrifice my desires for God's will and obedience to Him, so that I can clearly be seen to identify myself with Jesus Christ in both lifestyle, worship and in words. Tomorrow and the next day, I will talk about what I think are the two greatest threats to the Christian disciple seeking to stand alone, both in an individual and a global context. Thank you.